You're listening to an Undercast Network oh, podcast. Are, are you saying oh. your? Wait a minute. Are you saying your dookie hurts? <laughs> well, apparently th- this is what. Yeah, apparently I did. Mm-hmm, apparently. That's because you gotta shake it. You gotta shake your dookie. <laughs> you gotta shake your dookie. No, not, I don't know. Apparently, I had a little bit of imaging poots in me, and you know, was looking uh-huh. for. <laughs> was looking for imaging who? Imaging poots. <laughs> In a world filled with numerous movie podcasts, only one dares to talk all things cinematic with a drink in hand. Welcome to the Buzzed Track. It's the podcast with the odd cast of outcasts. So crack open a cold one and pour yourself a drink. All right, welcome to the Buzz Track. We are the podcast with the odd cast of Outcast. I'm talking movie geeks, film nerds, and cinephiles. And when we're discussing our love for motion pictures, we like to do it with a drink in hand. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin Woods, and tonight I am sipping on a Corona. Even better than this delicious Corona, I am joined this week by my main man, Devin Conwell. Greetings and salutations. And we are also joined by the lovely, awesome, and incredible Leslie McCormack. Oh, I like that intro. <laughs> well, how are y'all doing? I know it's been a while. We 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 had a short hiatus. I had some uh, personal things going on that kept me away from the podcast for a few weeks, but uh, everything has worked out. We're going right back at it. So, how have things been? Stressful. <laughs> well, yeah, stressful. Uh, you've been moving, right? Yeah, I got married, got a new house Ooh. in San Diego. Moving Ooh. has been a nightmare. Uh, no doubt. Oh, no I hate that doubt. shit. And uh, Leslie, Leslie's been busy working on some independent film projects. Yeah. Yeah, She's an actress. Oh, we've got a star yeah. in the house. I'm starstruck. I'm starstruck as well. So. Oh, man. Well, anyway, uh, let, let's jump into it. So this episode should be released on September 21st. So I thought it'd be uh, fun to share a little movie history for this date. A uh, little bit of information I've got from onthisday.com and the movietimeline.com. I, I want to start off with birthdays. So... Uh, on this day, September 21st, 1950, American actor and comedian Bill Murray was born in Evanston, Illinois. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right, well, so first, uh, I need to have each of you tell me your favorite Bill Murray film. Devin. Caddyshack. Leslie. What about Bob? Oh, dude, that's a good one. I didn't even <laughs> oh, think about that. That is a group. I was shooting from the hip. Uh, <laughs> All right, also on this day in 1957, filmmaker Ethan Cohen of the uh, very renowned Cohen Brothers yes. was born in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. Of course, known for No Country for Old Men, Fargo, and you know, just a ton of other really, really great films. Um, God, I'd, be hard, I'd be hard pressed to pick my favorite. Of their filmography, 
probably old brother Warto. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, you know Miller's what? I take back my Bill Murray my answer. Oh, I loved Miller's Crossing, but wait, wait a minute. You're taking back your Bill Murray? You can't I'm do that. No, fuck that. I just thought about one. <laughs> Lost right. in translation. Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy I shit. I have those posters hung all in our office. Oh, I love that movie. Now I want to revisit that one. Do it. That one is so good. Oh, what a power. Yeah, I love that movie, man. Sophia Coppola. Mm. Scarlett Johansson. Sitting uh, there in her underwear in the opening. Uh, yes. See, see, senorita. <laughs> All right. Also on this day, September 21st, 1971, Carlton himself, Alfonso <laughs> Ribeiro, Hell was yeah. born in New York City. So <laughs> my, it's my not dude. unusual to be loved by anyone. <laughs> And also in 1971, American actor Luke Wilson was oh, born yeah. on this day. That's my mm-hmm. boy. I love Luke Wilson. Now, uh, on the uh, sadder side of things, uh, this date also marks uh, the death of the great Sid Haig, who died in 2019 at the age of 80. That's wow. a hard one. That was a hard one. That's that one, a hard one. Yeah, it crushed me. Uh, first of all, the guy was a, a phenomenal performer. Uh, he was just so much fun to watch, especially in in in, in like uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and, and Devil's oh, yeah. Rejects. Such a nice uh, guy, man. But that's the other thing. He was such a nice guy. I met him the first time was way back in 2007, I think, at the uh, Texas Frightmare Weekend Convention, um, where I actually mm. helped him set up his booth. Um, nice. I, I was I was there setting up the uh, the table for survival uh, the day before the convention began, and he come come rolling in with his, his uh, table and his bags uh, full of his uh, autographed pictures and stuff, and. He looked like he was having a time uh, getting it all set up. So I was already set up. I walked over and offered to help him, and he was very appreciative. Super nice guy. Uh, spoke to him several times throughout that weekend. And yeah, he was he was a hell of a performer. Gave some truly iconic performances. And uh, yeah, rest in peace, Sid Haig, man. That's that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. that's a hard one. So. Uh, with that out of the way, I did want to talk a little about uh, a couple of pieces of movie news that have come out over the last few days. Um, the first one is the rumor that Tom Hardy is up for 007, James Bond. Oh, wow. Now, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I love Tom Hardy. Boo. But I, <laughs> boo. Boo. <laughs> well, who would you like to see take over once Daniel Craig is, is finished? Idris Elba. Oh, God. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, James, yeah. James Bond isn't a character. It's a fucking, it's a title. So I don't yeah. give a fuck. People are like, oh, but he's black. Who gives a fuck, dude? Idris Elba would be the coolest James Bond. Uh, nah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think I would rather see him do it than, than, Tom Hardy. Uh, not that I don't think 
not that I don't think Tom Hardy would be amazing as Bond because he's great and everything, but uh, uh, yeah, I just don't know how I feel ab- ab- about that rumor. Um, not a fan. Not a fan. And uh, the other bit of news I wanted to talk to y'all about, have you seen the trailer for Dune? Oh, God, yes. Okay. Yeah, I saw it the other day, too. I All can't right. Wait. Are y'all as stoked about that as I am? Because- All, right. All right. I'm going to share some information about myself that a lot of my close friends know. I used to have a very unhealthy obsession with Dune. I, growing up, I had the PlayStation 1 game, the PC game. I own the DVD, the Blu-ray. I own the fucking, both the miniseries, Children of Dune and the 2000. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the sci-fi miniseries? That one and the Children of Dune miniseries, I actually enjoyed that. Oh, I I I didn't see Children of Dune, but I thought that uh, the sci-fi remake of Dune or the miniseries was actually really well done. I used to have a very unhealthy obsession with Dune, and it went away. But now that I've seen this trailer, it's like, oh, like I'm getting DTs. <laughs> what about you, Leslie? What do you think about it? I thought the trailer was pretty good. I wasn't, you know, I mean, I remembered it well and stuff like that, the game. But I mean, I'm not as yeah. I wasn't obsessed with it. It, it definitely makes me want to revisit Frank Herbert's book. Uh, it's something I read way back in high school, and well, I'm an old man, so it's it was a long time ago. Uh, you said listen to the audiobook, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh and uh you know, I, I I as big of a David Lynch fan as I am, I uh, I wasn't super in love with his take on Dune. So I'm really excited for this new new take on it uh, i think the trailer looks fantastic i'm just really hoping that there's a few head nods head nods to a uh, yodorowsky's dune oh god man yes yes the great unmade uh yeah man i yo i would give my left nut to, to have seen that one for <laughs> not lying. same here it's it just oh man that that documentary on it just kind of blew me away so oh but uh, yeah, so that was two bits of uh, recent news I wanted to cover with y'all. Um, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time with the you know this uh, return episode jibber jabbering about uh, <laughs> the thing of it is we took such a, a a long hiatus there. It was almost a month. Um, so I know we all watched a ton of movies and enough to fill three or four episodes. <laughs> so what I was going right. to do, I just picked out just a few films that I had watched over the last few weeks. Uh, just the ones that I thought would be the most fun to, to, to talk about or complain about. Um, and I, I think we could do this round robin style like we normally do. I'll, I'll start it off. Um, I watched, uh, I was flipping through Tubi. I come across this film I had never seen before uh, from 2018. That's a little horror movie called He's Out There. Um, And it starred uh, Ivan Strahovski or Strahovski. I'm not sure how to say her name. Uh, And it was uh, directed by 
Quinn Lasher. Oh, yeah, she's in The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, yeah, Yvonne. Yeah, that's... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's her. I, I can't watch Handmaid's Tale. That show... The the couple of times I peeked in uh, watching it, uh, it was always some disturbing scene where I was just like, nope, I'm out. I, I can't do this. So Yeah. But... Uh, here's the interesting thing. He's out there was really good. It was a really good movie, man. It was uh, just about a woman who takes her children uh, to this uh, remote lake house for a vacation, weekend vacation. And they're being uh, kind of stalked and um, <laughs> messed with by this psychopath, uh, you know, it sounds very cookie cutter, sounds very generic, but there are some really fun, clever twists in it. Um, what was interesting about it though, is after I watched it, I, I, I started reading up on it and it, it, it says dir- directed by Quinn Lasher. Now Quinn Lasher, you can't find nothing on Quinn Lasher. Yeah, if you Google, if you Bing, and and so I did some digging, and what apparently I don't know for if this is for certain, but apparently this movie was actually directed by uh, Dennis Iliadis, who hmm. did last the remake of Last House on the Left. Such huh. a good remake. Yeah, and and once I found that out, I was thinking well wow he's out there had a lot of the same style you know the same aesthetic the same um you know visual um style that that so i'm wondering i I don't know you know how uh there's always uh these movies where something bad goes on behind the scenes and and somebody wants to have their name removed from the credits but uh, I actually even I, I dug, dug, did a little digging and even found posters for the film just months before it was supposed to come out that actually had the tagline on it from the director of Last House on the Left. Wow. Yeah, and, you can't even as much find a photo on this dude. Yeah, and then all marketing material was scrubbed. Uh, Iliadis's name was scrubbed from everything, and... Quinn Lasher is now the credited director. Well, I don't know who really directed the film, uh, but I will say it is definitely worth checking out on Tubi, uh, especially considering we're now in the fall season, getting close to Halloween. It's definitely worth checking out. If you haven't seen it, um, it's called He's Out There. You can you can find it on Tubi. So I enjoyed that one. All right, Devin, hit us with one of yours. All right, um... Let's see, which one do I want to go over first? Um, I'll do one. It's a, This one's a rewatch, but um, I watched the black and chrome version of Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, my God. That's my all-time Dude. favorite action film. Dude, the black and chrome version is just, it makes it so much better. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it is. It's a work of art. It it, really it's is. a work of beauty. Yeah, I just God, man, I I don't really like have a whole lot to say about it. It's just I well, mean, I, I can say this. I can say this about it. Uh, no to Tom Hardy as James Bond, but yes to more Mad Max. 
I need Tom Hardy back as Mad Max. I, I need this in my life. I'm not a Tom Hardy guy. Uh, bitch, I kill you. Not a Tom Hardy guy. Man. Oh, man. I, there's things that I like him in, but I don't know. Haven't I talked about Tom Hardy on the I podcast believe you, I believe you have, but... Uh, if he's not doing a British accent, he's not acting good. I just, <laughs> he's either whiny... Oh, I, I, I'm Eddie oh, yeah. I'm a reporter. Like, okay, uh, yes, I remember this conversation now. Yeah. So you, who, you I don't know. not a fan. So uh, we can get you an anti-Tom Hardy shirt. No, uh, no, because I loved him in um Mad in, Max. No, he did a terrible <laughs> Australian accent. Mad Max, and he grunted. Uh, That's all he does. But he looked really cool in Mad Max. <laughs> oh, all right, fine. You don't like you're, Tom Hardy. You're very goofy to be Mad Max, dude. <laughs> uh, all right, well, uh, all right, Leslie, hit us with what of yours is. Um, one of them that I watched that I had actually wanted to see for a long time was Thoroughbreds. Um, it was by director Corey Finley, who had also directed a movie called Bad Education. Um, but this is definitely. Oh, like, I remember Bad Education. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely my kind of movie. I don't know really how to describe what I mean when I say that, but it was right up my alley as far as the things that I like. Um, it kind of had the potential to be a cult classic, but it really didn't get much recognition. Um, I come across the movie actually because I was a fan of Paul Sparks, who was in Boardwalk Empire. Um, but basically, it's the story of these two chicks who. I mean, they're privileged, they have money, but they have no problem, you know, breaking the law um, or bending any rules. Um, they pretend to attend college when they don't. They steal, ultimately kill. Um, but neither girl had any empathy, you know, regarding choices that they make. But the actress that really impressed me was Olivia Cook. I mean, she completely nailed playing this manipulative, narcissistic psychopath. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I, I and just... And Anton Yelchin was in I, it too. Yeah, I was fixing to say I just pulled this up, and Anton Yelchin's in it. And I know yes. me and Devin both are big Anton Yelchin fans. Oh yeah. Yes. yes. I mean, I really would recommend it. I thought it was really wow. good. Wow. Yeah, it's got a it's got a eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Oh yeah. Hey, uh, this one this one flew under my radar. I, not the well, for the longest track. time, it was really unavailable to even rent. Like Prime would have not available. And um, to find it, it took months and months. I kept it on my watch list before it became available, to, you know, rent. Hmm. But it was Definitely. really good. I'll have to peep that one. So, yes, very cool. All right, another one I checked out is on Netflix. Uh, and I highly suggest this one if you have not seen it. Uh, it comes with uh, definitely the my highest recommendation. Uh, let's let's say it's a. Uh, uh, Southern Fried Certified Bonafide, uh, you know, Buzz Track Classic. It's called One BR. One BR or One Bedroom. It's from a uh, director, David Marmer. Um, this was one that I discovered because people were lighting up Twitter about it, saying, uh, uh you know, as I'd scroll through my Twitter timeline, I kept seeing people talking about this movie and uh so i 
on a whim, I just sat down and started watching it. Uh, it stars this uh, a young lady named Nicole Bryden Bloom. She plays this uh, young lady named Sarah who who kind of uh, lucks into a, a sweet one-bedroom apartment in this complex, and she really thinks that she's hit the jackpot. But and, and even though you know the uh, her new apartment is is uh, it's got everything she needs. Uh, and friendly neighbors and, you know, the, the cute neighbor next door and everything's not really what it seems. And, um, it takes a really dark fucked up turn about 30 minutes into the movie and, and it snowballs from there. It continues to get crazier and crazier. I absolutely loved it. Uh, it will make you think twice <laughs> about the next time you want to rent uh, an apartment or a house. Oh uh, Lord, it's it's creepy, man. It is definitely creepy, and uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I've been singing its praises ever since. Hmm. One br on Netflix. You have to check this one out. I'll have to watch it. All right, Devin, back to you, brother. <clears throat> All right. So uh, the next one is a first time watch. Um, this movie flew under my radar. I can't believe it did because it is a uh, it's a love letter to the thing. My favorite movie of all time. Ooh, it's yes. 2015 starring Lance Henriksen called Harbinger, Harbinger Down. Down. I knew yeah. that's what you were going to say, man. I, I saw that movie. I thought it rocked. I love the practical effects. You know why they made that movie? Studio ADI that did the thing 2011, they made it to show what they can do with practical effects since the studio fucked them and made them use oh, the yeah. CGI. Dude, oh, the man. practical effects are just amazing. Oh, they're killer. It fucking rocked. The movie yeah. itself, at times, I was just kind of like, eh. But, dude, the, the practical effects were just amazing. Like, Agreed. I, I really enjoyed it. Especially me being a huge fan of the thing. Like, if you if you like the thing, you're gonna like this movie. Like, it's a love oh. letter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree a hundred percent. Really enjoyed that one. So yeah, man, I had never heard of it, and then it just popped up one day, and I was like, "Whoa, what is this?" Yeah, I saw it two or three years ago, and I remember thinking. Now I didn't know the backstory to it, but I remember thinking, "Man, these this is like the thing. This uh, the, the the effects are just." you know, jaw dropping. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I dug it, man. I really enjoyed that one. So glad I'm glad you, you dug it, man. So yeah, I liked it a lot. All right, Leslie, over to you. Um, I watched only lovers left alive, which is a Jim. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed it. Oh, um, I love you know, that one. Yeah. Well, now that I think about it, Anton Yelton was in that too. Um, yes. Um, but the two vampires, you know, Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston, um, Hiddleston whose names, is a perfect human being. Oh yes. yeah, whose names are Adam and Eve. Um, but basically, they're just you know this vampire old couple. They really have no major goals or anything that they really want to accomplish, except basically to keep each other alive. Um, in which they, instead of biting humans, you know, they get blood from local hospital blank banks and then are supplied by John Hurt, who I loved. Um, yes. It, 
I think the cinematography was really beautiful in this movie. It took place solely at night, like really seedy areas of Detroit. Um, but it was just really a beautiful film. It really, really oh, was. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and it's, it ranks up there in my top three favorite Jim Jarmusch films. Yeah, and I think uh, I saw like the perfect tagline when I was when I first had rented it. Somebody had commented on um, Amazon. They were like, "This is not a vampire film. This is a Jim Jarmusch film." Oh, is it? Uh, absolutely, yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. All right, just curious, just curious. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll share mine. Uh, what is your favorite Jim Jarmusch film? Mine has always been Ghost Dog, Way of the Samurai. Well, you stole mine. <laughs> Ooh, uh, i'm actually gonna say only lovers left alive because that just really captured me oh i yeah i love that like i said that's top three i think uh did you oh, see man. that they just released a criterion uh no. yeah the criterion collection it's coming out on blu-ray but i like well, coffee and cigarettes too coffee and cigarettes was kind of great <laughs> coffee like and it. cigarettes was great but uh Oh no, I did not hear about the Criterion release, but I'm definitely going to be picking it up. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: I still, from time to time, rock the uh, Ghost Dog soundtrack. Oh yeah, I love that yeah. soundtrack. I think did the Rizza uh, knocked it out the park with that one. Another one of his movies was uh, Broken Flowers with yep. Bill Murray. Hey, with Bill Murray, yeah, that was good. And then, did you ever see the D- Dead Man with Johnny Depp? Oh, yeah. Dead Man! Dead Man's my uh, number two. Yeah, wasn't, that, was that, really a, wasn't good. that a lost film for a long time? Uh, wasn't it a I what? don't think Dead Man was. I think uh, the one you're thinking of was uh, ah, shit. Uh, it, it's another film where he plays uh, Johnny Depp plays a Native American. Uh, okay, god, I can't yeah. remember the name of it for some reason. I was thinking head, that, that was the lost film and it got yeah. recovered, but no, I know the one you're speaking of, and uh. I'll be da- the brave. I think it's called, mm. uh, but I'll be damned if I can remember it. Ah, shit. I think it's called the brave. Uh, <laughs> uh. But, all right. Well, we'll just move on. Uh, another one I checked out on VOD and, uh, absolutely loved it. It, it, it made me happy in all the right ways was Bill and Ted face the music. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know what to think about a uh, 29 year too late sequel, but man, I sure am glad they made this movie. It, I, it made me smile so much. I laughed. I had a great time with it. Uh, it felt true to the series. It was, you know, um, it wasn't just Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter reprising their roles, but they brought back William Sadler as death. Yep. And it was, oh man, it was so great! And uh, oh, Samara Weaving is in it, and uh, oh yeah, I love her. Uh, Kid Cudi makes a, a fun cameo, an extended cameo. He actually has a pretty, pretty decent part in it. Um, but the movie is just uh, Bill and Ted find out that they have to compose a new song to save life as we know it. And they only have a limited amount of time to do it. So they decide to uh, travel through time and steal it from themselves. And uh, hilarity ensues. Um, without giving too much away, it, it 
in tone and spirit it is as much fun and as um just uh it's on par with the originals in my opinion i i loved it and i, I i'm definitely definitely going to be revisiting that one soon uh, i really want to share that one with my kids yeah the only thing that i have to say about that movie and i think you'll agree that is the movie that 2020 needed oh god yes yeah because I, it, this year has been shit yeah uh and mm-hmm. i needed something to make me smile and from the from the very first minute of that movie i was cheesing a big goofy grin my face literally hurt from <laughs> smiling so hard by the end of that movie i i it just it hit me in my feels it's a nostalgia thing for for oh, sure it was man. great yeah nostalgic so I really enjoyed that one. So I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I think everybody needs to check that one out. Now, I've only got a couple of more movies I want to talk about, uh, but I'm going to pass it up, pass it back over to Devin. All right. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about, another first-time watch for me, is uh, First Love from 2019, directed by the one and only Takashi Miike. Dude. Oh, my God. I haven't seen this one, but I'm already sold. Dude. Okay. so. I'm going to read you what it's about because it's, you know, like anybody else, any Takashi Miike movie, you can be told what it's about, but when you're watching it, so yeah. much stuff ensues and you're just like, oh my God. So this movie, it says, a young boxer and a call girl fall passionately in love while getting innocently caught up in a drug smuggling scheme over the course of one night in Tokyo. Yeah, that's what it's about. It's, it's definitely a... Uh, I want to call it a love story, but within the first five minutes, there's a decapitation. Just to oh, let you know, just to I let knew you know, it would be hyper violent. Yeah, the, yeah, the- yeah. <laughs> you're you're going in this movie. It's a love story, but five minutes in, the movie goes, "Hey, motherfucker, this is still a Mike film." Oh yeah, it, it lets you know really quick. And dude, it is fantastic. I mean, dude, run. I don't pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes really. I don't give a shit what critics think because I usually like movies that critics shit on. But I mean, Rotten Tomatoes even gave it a 97, which is really good. Okay, I'm sold. Where did you see it? it On Amazon or? I bought it on Vudu. Vudu? Okay. Yeah, that's one of my uh, bank account drains. But (laughs) um, (laughs) anything Mikay, man, you know me, dude. You've known me forever. Anything Mikay, I'll I'll grab. That dude is like, he's one of my heroes in life. I I love that guy. You know, uh, when you were hanging out with Jeff Bird, did Jeff ever tell you about uh, Mike? Maybe. I mean, it could have been while me uh, and Bird. He were said like, uh, oh. he was at um, he was at some film festival, and Mike shows up, and he said it was like a rock star arriving. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, he said wow. everybody, all the paparazzi, just turned around and went to this guy that he was rocking this really uh, badass jacket sunglasses just cool as hell and and everybody was fawning over Mike and he said it was like he his words was it was like a rock star he is a rock star man Mike is dude he's a god yeah no doubt man no doubt I, all right I, leslie I, oh. what else did you see um the tax collector oh i was gonna I bring mean, that up for all oh. three of us 
talk all about. three of us need to talk about this yes, yes. yes. holy smokes i'm not gonna lie i dug this film i'm like oh yeah Devin was, t- Devin was talking about you know critics and then liking something that critics hate but i know that i got a lot most most reviews were terrible like most people really said bad things about it but i actually really fucking enjoyed that movie. i, f- I fucking loved it i loved it i too. did too and I think since all three of us have seen it prior to seeing it, you know, you were kind of all misled that, you know, Shia LaBeouf is going to be the main actor. Yeah. He was not. He yeah. totally took a back seat to Bobby Soto. Bobby Soto was amazing. Soto oh, my did God. Great. But he was fucking awesome. No, he was great. But I'm sorry, man. The most memorable character in that movie was Creeper. Shia LaBeouf stole yeah. every scene he was in. Shia LaBeouf was so goddamn cool man i mean he really was uh, what is is it that people say disappointed like or not disappointed but misled to think he was more of a bigger role than he was yeah yeah but look i i would i would watch shia labeouf read the phone book that's how much i enjoy watching (laughs) this guy yeah no he's awesome so yeah we're all in agreement. tax collector David Ayer knocked that one yeah. out of the park. David yeah. Ayer still rules. Uh, fuck the critics that didn't like it. I know. I don't understand why they didn't like it, though. That's the thing. Like, I've watched the movie three times since it came mm. out. Just to find where the complaints are, I literally see nothing to complain about. No, no and you know what? Here's the, there was one act, just shocking act of violence in that movie that, that uh, I've never seen uh, done in a film before. Y- y'all probably know what I'm talking about. The oh, face yeah. dragging. Amazing. Uh, that fucked me. Um, I, I like cringed. I jumped. I was like, oh! <laughs> that was rough, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, we... <laughs> I, I agree. I love that movie. Yeah, I just don't understand the hate for it. I don't yeah. agree. Even when I rented it, on Amazon, when I clicked on it, I mean, everything beneath it was just like fucking one star reviews. And I, you know, after seeing it, I couldn't believe that that many people, I mean, not just critics, but yeah. other people hate like, it. Did we see the same movie? Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I did watch a movie that at first I was really torn on. And after sleeping on it, I decided I fucking hate this movie. All right. All right. It's called Antebellum. Oh, I actually want to see that. Yeah. All right. So here's the deal about it. It's it's marketed as some sort of psychological horror thriller or something. And, you know, and it's got Janelle Monet and Jenna Malone and Jack her. Houston. And, uh, oh, God, I can't remember her name, but she played Precious. What's her name? Uh, Gabourey Sabidi. Yeah. So always the Precious to me. Um, really, it's got a great cast, man. Uh, and it, I don't want to go into spoiler territory, but I will say that the the spoiler, the twist, ruins the whole goddamn movie. It just ruins the fucking movie, and I hated that twist so fucking much. And I hated uh. And then the more I thought about that twist, the more it made me hate the depictions of the secondary characters in the movie because 
you have to see it to understand what I'm talking about. What the movie's about is about a, a this lady played by Janelle Monet. She's a very successful author, and um, in in modern day, uh, and she, she finds herself in a uh, antebellum, um, maybe pre Civil War, or maybe it's either pre Civil War or post Reconstruction era south and um really it's really violent uh you know it's you have your confederates who are mistreating the slaves and doing just horrendous awful shit and then when the twist comes um first of all it's a twist you've seen before uh, in another terrible movie, uh, hint, hint, M. Night Shyamalan. Uh huh. But it's yeah, it's uh the twist makes you end up hating these characters. You once once you start thinking about mm-hmm. it, it doesn't hold up. It doesn't. Stay, it's like, why did these? I, I you know what I. I I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Uh, just have. know that. Yeah. Well, you know, just by mentioning an M night Shyamalan movie that probably gives away the damn twist. Yeah. It's not an original twist. It's not, it's not cool. It's not a, it's not slick. It's not done well in any shape, form or fashion. It's just a shit twist. And it made the movie shit. And I hate it. Um, and oh, God. I'm I'm sorry. I I I just uh, I can't. I want to yeah. make a comment so bad, but I just can't because I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't. Yeah, we'll just move on. Just know that uh, it if you if you enjoy watching the mistreatment of of, of uh, African Americans, uh, you're probably a sick fuck. And mm-hmm. this twist in this movie, when you see how. Uh, they're subjugated and they don't fight back, even though when the twist, the twist would reveal something about them. It's like, why wouldn't you fight back? Oh, it's just stupid. I hate that movie. Fuck antebellum. Fuck that movie. And, uh, over to you, Devin, over to you. Yeah. Fuck antebellum and fuck full moon features. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's a take back, baby. Uh, No, but, um, blade. God. Anyways, um, so I'll just do one more movie. I've watched so many movies. You know what? I'm going to do two right now. One of them. All I'm right. just going to do a quick uh, rewind. I went back and rewatched Three Ninjas Kickback, a childhood favorite of mine. <laughs> I'm not going to say much. I loved it still to this day, but I know that you know we've watched shit tons of movies. I, I just want to. I wanted to throw that one out just to let you people know I watched that movie because it was the shit. But on a serious note, here's the movie I really want to talk about. It's a movie from 2013. I love this movie. I don't care what anybody says. It's gotten so much hate. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I like it more than the original. It's a remake directed by Spike Lee. It's the old boy remake starring Josh Brolin. I man, love I, that man I'm going to disconnect you from this server. That, no. <laughs> no, no, I love no. that movie. 
You know why I like that it movie? It is not movie? as good as the original. It's, it's, it's it less can't. pretentious. It's less pretentious and it's brutal. I love it. Uh, I don't need pretentiousness to be entertained. I love I need Brolin beating Lee. the shit out of people. I love Spike Lee. I hate the old boy remake. I love that movie, man. I don't care. You know what, Devin? You could suck a bag of dicks. You know what? <laughs> I just might. <laughs> All right, no, I'm not going to knock you for that, man. I get it. You know, it, it's very subjective. And uh, I, I, I like the I original. Know. I'm not going to yeah. shit on the original. But, dude, the cast alone in the remake, dude, I love. Well, it was Charles, a great cast. Charlton Copley. That guy, anything. Oh, I wish, yeah. I wish I could see him in more stuff. I love that guy. He's in so much stuff, dude. Have you seen Free Fire? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, dude, Ben Wheatley, yeah, I watch every bit. Everyone listening, watch Free Fire. Stop everything you're doing and watch Free Fire. And while you're at it, watch another Ben Wheatley movie called Kill List. Oh, yeah, dude, Kill List? Uh, yeah, oh, it's in my, my top ten favorite films of all time. My God, dude, now I'm nerding out. Oh, speaking of Ben Wheatley, did you know that he's a... Uh, the remake of Rebecca that's coming to Netflix next month. Really? Yes. Did not know that. Fucking A, man. Ben Wheatley doing Rebecca. I was like, sold. That's pretty awesome. Oh. Well, all right. Uh, let's kick it back over to you, Leslie. That was all. I did my three tonight. Boo. I know. No, I, I understand. Know. I get it. All right. Well, look, I, I'll just end it with one more. Um, Leslie, I was actually up in your neck of the woods a few days I ago. I know. You sent me a picture that literally you're one road yeah. over from me. Yes, I drove up and I took my kids for their very first drive in theater experience and we went to see E.T. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yes, E.T. still holds up. All these years later, Steven Spielberg is. <sighs> God, I mean, he's done so many great films, and E.T. definitely ranks amongst uh, his greatest works. Uh, you know, uh, what year did that movie come out? 82, I think, something like that. Yeah. And uh, so here's my little nine-year-old son watching it, and he, he's getting, you know, he turns around, he looks at me, and he's got tears in his eyes, and I was like, yes, this movie still works. It's still you know, all these years later, it still is effective. Kids still identify with this film. Yep. And, uh, Does its job. But uh, I tell you what, man, it was so fucking wonderful to be at a drive-in theater. Yeah. God, I love drive-in so much. And uh, I loved that my kids enjoyed that experience so much. They On the way back, oh, yeah. driving back, they were telling me that's the only theater they ever want to go to now. So <laughs> That's cool. And I was like, well, we're going to go to more drive-in movies. So, and you're so, yeah, going to tell me that you're coming. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a heads up because, yes. uh, yeah, there may be some movies playing. You know, I, I kind of want to go back and watch Unhinged. God, I want to see that so bad. Oh, I definitely want to peep that. And it, seeing it, it seems like a drive-in style movie, you know? So seeing it at a drive-in theater may be the best way to watch it. So... Yeah. But yeah, that wraps it up for me as far as stuff I wanted to talk about uh, as far as movies go. 
Devin, you got anything else? I've watched a lot, but really nothing to talk about. Just a bunch of rewatches, so I'm good. Nope, nope, nope. You're going to have to talk about something. Now, if you remember a few (laughs) weeks ago, and I know it's been a minute, a few weeks ago, we played Buzzed Trivia. And you lost, sir. You lost. And now you, as part of of your punishment, you have to talk about Contamination 7. Dude, mm-hmm. it was not. It was not a punishment. What? The act, dude, the acting was bad. It was. But I did not hate it. I I told you, man, I'm one of those people. I can watch a movie and get what the story is and look past a lot of the flaws. Oh, God. There's some movies out there that I can't do that with, but dude, Contamination Seven is the movie. It's what it's what the happening should have been, in my opinion. And then okay. like, mm-hmm. there's certain things in the movie that I appreciated, like the practical the practical effects. Like there's a scene I'm not going to say who if anybody wants to watch it. I don't know why anybody would because we live in a day and age where people don't appreciate <laughs> stuff like that. But there's a scene where the plants are coming alive. And they kill this guy, and you can see it, like, stab through his face. And it looked really good. I was I was pretty impressed with such a low-budget movie having a pretty good practical effects like that. But the acting was god-awful. The guy that plays the sheriff, I'd probably, uh, I'd like to punch that guy in the face. He's probably the most annoying <laughs> person in the world. He's, he's, he's on the level of uh, Bob from House by the Cemetery. Mommy, mommy. Oh God. Oh God, dude. But yeah, uh, okay, listen, for those unaware, um Contamination Seven is also known as Troll the Crawlers. Three. The Crawlers, Creepers, or Troll Three. Uh, which there's no trolls in the fucking movie. But there wasn't yeah. any trolls in Troll Two either, so uh <laughs> And it is, yeah, it's widely considered one of the worst movies ever made. And uh, for Devin to be, uh, you know, he's kind of like me. He will find, even in the worst of films, he will find something about it that he likes or that he can give props to. But I'll be honest with you. I can't, I'm not on board. uh, I I don't agree with you on this one, man. I hated this fucking movie and I was hoping it would have been a punishment. I didn't hate it because it made me laugh. It's not a great movie. The movie's terrible. I dude, I'll be the first to say it's it's a terrible movie. But I didn't oh, hate it because it was so bad that it was funny to me. I laughed at so much shit in that movie. Oh man. Well Ah, uh, that's too bad. It's too bad that it wasn't a punishment because uh <laughs> I, I I'm I, I'm I'm just gonna have to give it another shot. So uh Folks, it's time for another round of Buzzed Trivia. The Buzzed Track Trivia. Oh, All right. That's right. Buzz Trivia, folks. So I've, uh, I've got a handful of trivia questions here, and we're going to go first one to five. We'll win it, and we're going to go back and forth. Now, I've got a quarter right here, and I'm going to – here we go. I'm going to flip it. Devin? Heads or tails? And you just tails. have to take my words for it. You have to take my word for it. Tails. Tails. 
And it is tails. Do you want to go first or do you want to defer? I'll defer. All right. So, Leslie, your first question is, who played the Green Goblin in 2002 box office smash Spider-Man? Fucking easy. Oh, oh God. Hold on. Um... Willem Dafoe? Was it Willem Dafoe? That is correct. Yes. All right. Devin, who played Regan McNeil in The Exorcist? Dude, Linda Blair. Oh, Mm -hmm. man, that was too easy. That was too easy. All right. So, all right. Leslie, what Martin Scorsese movie holds the all-time record for F-bombs? Fuck, 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 fuck. Ooh. Jeez. That's going to be kind of hard to think. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I would think a lot of them did. I don't know. I'm going to give up. Which one? All right. Well... In this this version, I get to change the rules because I'm the one running the game, baby. Uh, Devin, would you like to steal? Casino. Incorrect. It is the Wolf of Wall Street. I hate my ah. life. All right, but it's back to you, Devin. Okay. Oh, God. I cannot believe I just pulled this one. Uh, which movie star is killed off in the opening scene of Scream? Oh, Drew Barrymore. Correct. Yeah, that was easy. Uh, All right, uh, Leslie, what is the fictional brand of cigarettes in Quentin Tarantino's movies? Yes. Shit, I can even see it in my head. A red apple cigarette. (laughs) That's correct. Ding, ding. You you helped her. You helped her. I did, man, but, uh, you know, she needs the help. (laughs) Okay. Devin, what is the name of the spaceship in Alien? Oh, God. Um, God damn it. I can't remember, Juan. I don't know. It's a weird name. The right. Nostromo. The Nostromo. Fuck me. Okay. Uh, back to Leslie. Leslie. Yes. <clears throat> This acclaimed Oscar-winning filmmaker directed Happy Feet, Babe, Pig in the City, and Mad Max Fury Road. Oh. Damn it. I'm going to tell you, I have no idea. Devin for the steal? George Miller. George oh, he's Miller. He's going to steal it. Correct. I knew he was yep. going to get it. <laughs> All right. Right now it is Devin three, Leslie two. And it goes back to Devin. So, Devin, Ooh. what what is the real name of Uma Thurman's character, the bride, in Kill Bill? Beatrice Kiddo. Oh, man. Damn it. it is that was a good one. All right, Leslie. Yeah. Who wrote the screenplay for Rocky? Ooh. Was it, was it Sylvester Stallone? It was Sylvester Stallone, uh, correct? Yeah. All right. Devin, in what 1979 James Bond movie 
Does the famous spy go to outer space? Moonraker. That is correct. And with that, you have won Buzz Trivia. This, this is rigged. This is all rigged. Oh, I'm so sorry, Leslie. But Damn. yes, Devin, you won. And uh, all you really win is bragging rights because uh, <laughs> the real winner here is our listeners who next on the next episode get to hear Leslie talk about a bad movie of my choosing. And Leslie, you're going to love this bad movie. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, you are going to watch. Is it going to be as bad as the other? You are going to watch The Velocipaster. Ooh. I've never heard of that. Dude. Yes. Oh, oh Devin, I know you like that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to torture Leslie. So, Leslie, you are going to watch The Velocipaster. Okay. And uh, you're going to have to prove that you watched it by breaking it down for us on the mm -hmm. next episode of the Buzz Track. I'm sorry, but them's the rules. All right. Well, before we get out of here, uh, there's something I'm always interested in hearing about. And that's, uh, well, that's how much money Devin has dropped on movie memorabilia and his massive collection of films. So, it's time for one of my favorite segments. Cha-ching! Cha-ching, motherfucker! All right, Devin, so what have you spent all your damn money on this week? Uh, a few things. Um, so most of them are digital purchases because right now I'm not allowed to go anywhere. Uh, we had to sign Coronavirus! Up. Yeah, we had to sign a page, you know, as most of the listeners who have been listening know, I'm in the military. And uh, we had to sign a page saying that we won't go anywhere. So I literally can't do anything. I can't get a haircut. Mm. I can't go shopping. I can't do anything. I'm just secluded into my house. So all my purchases have been digital lately. Um, really good purchases, though. So the, uh, the first one, I realized I didn't have this movie, and I'm the one that... I'm pretty sure I turned you on to this, Kevin. Uh, 2018's You Were Never Really Here. Oh, God, yes. I, I love that movie. Oh, uh, that movie is so great. That is a movie I rave about to people. If, if yes. someone says they've never seen it, I go nuts. I'm like, dude, you have to watch it. Oh, was that. that the one with Joaquin Phoenix? Yes, yeah. it is. Okay. Have, yeah. you, have you seen it? I've not seen it, but it, it oh. just told me I can see the poster in my head now, yeah. You have to see this film. It, it really oh, is. It, it's It's incredible it's phenomenal awesome. um okay so the next movie this movie i hold near and dear to my heart i this it's about my favorite artist of all time john john michael basquiat and it's the movie basquiat from 1996 mm, no, i've seen that jeffrey wright michael wincott benicio del toro Dude, I I don't know, man. Yeah, that's a good one. His, his art is just—it's out there, man. I'm I am yeah, kind of an art nerd. Yeah, I, I remember when it came out, and I'm trying to remember if at the video store when it came out, but uh, I never sat down to watch it. I never I never checked it out. So, if if you like Basquiat's art and you like his story, you'll like the movie. It's it's really good. Okay. Um, so another one that I purchased. This is actually one of my favorite movies of all time like 
it's it's up there like it's up there with the thing and it's a completely different genre so if you notice everything that i have my discord on my video games like my gamer tag and stuff it's all whoopsie main whoopsie main main and i get mine from this movie and that's hustle and flow I, oh, yeah. dude, Hustle and Flow is in my top favorite movies, man. Listen, I, Craig Brewer, Craig Brewer can do no wrong. Period. I agree. Uh, I've loved everything he's done, and up to and including his Footloose remake. I thought he knocked Footloose out of the park. I thought, yeah, I loved it. And uh, last year's uh, Dolomite is my name. Oh my oh, god, man. man. He was just, yeah. yeah, Craig Brewer can do no wrong, but Hustle and Flow, to me, is. I love Terry Manning in that. Yeah, that's still, that's the movie where I, I just uh, completely fell in love with his style as a filmmaker. I love the way he used music in his film and in his storytelling. Yeah. And yet. Hustle and Flow was great. Uh, um, Black Snake Moan. Oh fantastic. God! You know, you know, I fucking love that. You know, it well, was like. With that said, I bought that too. Oh, anything uh, Christina Ricci. Yeah, it's just, uh, man. When it comes to music, especially Southern Memphis, you know, oh, based, yeah, uh, Craig Brewer is the man. He is the fucking man, and Hustle and Flow is a goddamn classic. And I he love that movie, that. and I will, I'll love it forever. Yeah, he knows his subject matter when it comes to that. That that's right, man. No, yeah, he does. That area. Okay. Um, the next one um is a Korean film that I love. It's it's been called one of the greatest Korean films of all time. Um, it's called Friend. It was made back in two thousand one, directed by Kwak Jung Tae. Dude, phenomenal movie. I I used to have it on DVD. I actually. I liked it so much. I rented it from Blockbuster back in the day, and I liked it so much. I was like, I lost it. I'll buy it. And I, I knew where it was. I kept it. But I, I couldn't find my copy of it, and I saw it on Prime, and I was like, dude, I need this movie. And luckily, it was really cheap. But if you haven't seen Friend... I haven't, you, but I just pulled it up, and it is, it's available on Tubi to watch for free, oh, so nice. I will check it out. Dude, uh, I highly recommend that movie. Yeah, I'm sold on it, man. So um, Let's see what else did I get. I also got another Korean film called A Company Man. Oh, I've, I have seen that one. Dude, A Company Man. Yes. Legit. So I, I talked about, uh, I watched First Love by uh, Takashi Miike. I actually bought two other of his movies. I bought uh, Blade of the Immortal. Yes. And then I bought Ichi the Killer. I, I've Owned many copies. Of I was going to say, I'm pretty sure you've owned that. Dude, I've, I've owned so many copies. I've lent them out. I've had them stolen. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I've let people borrow it and I never got it back. I don't care, dude. That's a movie I will purchase over and over and over. It is disgusting. It Just is to out- introduce to people. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you got people, when you find out they haven't seen Ichi the Killer, you're like, oh, uh, let me bring you the, uh, you've got to see this. Let me break you down a little bit. <laughs> that movie is fucking dope. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, so, um, basically, what you're saying is, uh, 
this uh, quarantine stuff has actually done your bank account a little bit of good because you can't go out and spend money. So yeah, I can't you know, go to my discount movie stores. Yeah, so you just find deals online. Yeah, yeah. save a little yep. bit of money. Pretty well, much good deal. Good deal, man. That well, that uh, wraps up this week's edition of Devin Drains His Bank Account. Devin Drains His Bank Account. And with that, that brings this uh, episode to a close. I just want to say uh, thanks to everyone listening. Um, I want to continue to encourage you to check us out. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at The Buzz Track. Uh, also on Twitter at The Buzz Track. And uh, our website, thebuzztrack.com. Devin? Leslie, it was uh, a lot of fun getting back into this, uh, doing this again. I know uh, that little break we took. uh, Yeah, I missed it. And uh, we'll we'll definitely get back on schedule and and keep doing this. Also, I just want to share with everybody that uh, the Undercast Podcast Network is cooking up a little something. I'm not entirely sure what it is. Uh, I know it's called Winterfest. Is that correct, Leslie? Yeah, on the poster. Uh, uh, yeah, me and Devin just got our names, and you got this like badass long nickname in yours. <laughs> well, I I didn't make the poster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, that was uh that was Scott Jensen from <laughs> yeah. uh, uh you know ECN Twinkle, Radio. Twinkle Toes, and... cool as ice. <laughs> Twinkle Toes? <laughs> no, it's world champion super sexy. No, somebody else, somebody else is Twinkle Toes. I forget. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, but I don't know what Winterfest is. I need to talk to the uh, the under Undercast family, but I just know it's going to involve us, the Buzz Track, uh, along with uh, Film Flams, uh, the Minimal Effort Good Time Horror Show, ECN Radio, of course, uh, Biggins, a Kaiju podcast, 312 Wellington and Level 7, Section 5. Um, mm-hmm. And it's brought to you by Bo, the Bo Show McCoy, uh, Gerald Wickerchair, Australian Dave, Devin Conwell, Becca yeah. the Wrecker, Halen Pittman, Tim Tam Tickle Toes, <laughs> which I have no, I, I don't know who this is. I don't know what show, but I cannot <laughs> wait to find out. You got Jared Whitaker, uh, who uh, Jared I know personally, cool cat. Uh, Evan Flo, Leslie McCormick, mm-hmm. uh, Matt McNasty Myers, Kevin, super sexy breakdance <laughs> champ, cool as ice woods, <laughs> and Scott Jensen. So, as soon as we know more about Winterfest, we'll be sure to share that information. Well, gang, that was a lot of fun. I appreciate yes. y'all joining me. Yeah, thank you for having us. And I am definitely looking forward to doing it again. And definitely looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the Velocity. So you know what? I'm I'm gonna do you I'm gonna do you a solid. I'm gonna rewatch that and I'll help you out. Okay. Oh nice. Nice. I just looked it says it's on Tubi also. Yes, it is on Tubi. Uh that's where I watched it and uh Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. So, Devin's, I, I think Devin's probably, you probably love it, don't you? Oh, of course. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, thanks for joining us this week. 
And uh, like I said, keep tuning in. We promise uh, we're going to do better and continue to bring you uh, regular episodes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into a new work schedule, and we're going to mm-hmm. figure out a way to make this work. But we certainly appreciate you uh, listening to us, and uh, keep checking in with us at The Buzzed Track. Hear more from the Undercast podcast family at www.undercastnetwork.com.